Oh boy, what a week. This week has felt like a year. This is how y'all are starting my 2021 off. I don't, I don't appreciate it. I mean, I feel like we deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a week. It's been a week. And we are going to get into it. And then we are also going to talking, be talking a bit about grounding techniques. Is that techniques. what we're going to do? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's get started. Trying to talk slick, all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> <sighs> okay, howdy, slut. Hey. Um, what a great day we're having. It's a yeah, it's a great day for sure. And I feel a, like I sound congested because I left my window. You are I, <laughs> because I am. Uh, I left my window slightly cracked last night and woke up like. <sighs> oh, so I hate yeah, it when that happens. Here I am. I mean, I love a window crack. To be honest, the re- honestly, I'm really upset because my, my current apartment, I can't leave a window cracked because of the way that the blinds are. Mm. They're like the, they're, I like them better than the white ones that you're like, you know? But oh, yeah. yeah. They, they come down and then the way my window is set up, I can't like crack it to the level that um, I've lowered the blind it because be it's a window that comes out like, it doesn't go open up oh, and down, it, it swings out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, any kind of crack, the whole amount is open and then it blows and that metal hits. It's like excessive. It's too much. So I'm like trying to sleep and it's like a random gust of wind goes, kuk, 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 yeah. you know, it's like, that's not peaceful. That's not why I want this. Um, I pulled my weighted blanket out for the first time in like a month last night, though. Ooh. I slept good. Yeah. I'll be honest that like it is a little bit annoying to me right before I go to sleep. It feels like uh, something's on me. And then when mm. I wake up, I'm like, uh, something's on me. But I sleep like through the night like whenever i have that weighted blanket i do not wake up once see i'm like the opposite it's like i go to sleep like oh yeah like mm-hmm. this pressure's here but then i wake up at some odd time like mm-hmm. three and i'm like where's all this pressure get it off of me <laughs> yeah. and i like kick it off and then i wake up like first thing in the morning and i'm like why is my weighted blanket not on me sure I put it sure. back on myself and i will say like not like right before i go to sleep those 10 minutes before i go to sleep where i'm like succumbing to the weight that's different it's more like when i'm like watching tv and it's like on my feet and like i don't know what to do with that yeah so. if you don't have a weighted blanket get you one true like it if you're anxiety prone at all, mm-hmm. especially around nighttime, it's I didn't necessity. believe it. I didn't believe it, but yeah. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Um, for Slepslot this week, I wanted to ask, what's something that you learned this week? Okay, so <laughs> I'm looking at what you wrote, and I'm like second guessing what I was going to say, because I no. feel like mine is deeper than what you were No, I want you to. I want, I, it's always okay. the inverse with us, often. Often, so, yeah, like, you're right. I learned that I am not a very spontaneous person. Like you need a plan? Yeah. Okay. Like, like legitimately, if I'm going to walk out the door, I'm like, okay, so here's the plan. Here's the timeline. Here's what time I'm going to get back. All of this, that, and the third. Yeah. To the point that it actually works. I'm thinking it's helping with my anxiety, but it actually works against it because then I'm too busy anticipating everything that I have to do next. Yeah. And I don't leave any space for like, the what ifs of the of like the world to happen. Yeah. I I am not someone my partner's way more so spontaneous than I am. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not someone that I can fully just like wake up and have no idea what I'm gonna do and just kinda like oh God, walk no. out the door. I but to battle the thing that you're talking about, which is something I feel a lot, I will give myself like an array of options so that if traffic is bad or if like 
Because when you make a plan and then you see your plan like not coming to fruition, that's when it's stressful or like mm -hmm. you're like, oh my God, I've got 30 minutes and there's a line at this target. Whereas like if I was in a spontaneous moment, I wouldn't really care how long this line is because who knows, I don't need to. Yeah. And it's only a schedule I've set for myself. Right. But I think having some options of like things you could do and an order you could do them in allows whatever happens in that moment to make decisions. Then. Right. Yeah. But it takes practice and it's annoying. It takes practice. <laughs> I, I mean, I never thought that I was a spontaneous person, but I don't think I understood how much sort of. Sure control i was like putting over every action that i take yeah and it's funny this came up in therapy this week after talking mm -hmm. about our road trip to idaho with my therapist oh and the spontaneity of that of that it was how... a practice in spontaneity for me too yeah yeah i mean you guys we, called me the day before we've been like, thinking maybe. about it but when it came down to the moment like are we doing this it was like oh, okay we're doing this like i woke up that morning like oh fuck i'm going to idaho today right so I but did... then the good things that came of that were we had our moments. I was truly happy and content and uh, it felt good. So I don't yeah. know. We talked about it a bit and I was like, oh, maybe I should try more just impromptu things. Yeah. Um, I learned something very similar for that trip. So I appreciate that that was something you shared. Um, I learned this week. Um, I think I honestly went more here just because we spent last episode talking a lot about what we had learned in the last year mm. but in school i'm taking this addictions class and i had to watch this prohibition prohibition documentary um and there was just a lot of stuff that i um didn't know one of them being um i took a long pause because i thought this uh <laughs> thing wasn't recording well not recording but it wasn't like going through <laughs> the right thing anyway that doesn't matter i okay. would throw my computer. I window. know. Five whole minutes. Um, and this isn't even my computer. I know. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, essentially, that prohibition really came out as a way to, like, control immigrants. But then also, women and the moral, like, right of it all, the Christian sort of push of it, really came out of, like, the way men were violent when they were drunk and, like, violently losing their jobs. And then it was, like, this one woman was saying alcohol became the thing that encapsulated what it meant to be a man but it also stripped them of what it meant to be a man by like losing power and money and like not providing for their family and like it was this like double-edged sword kind of thing mm -hmm. but also i had heard this before but had it i was reminded of it there's this one woman who like used to carry around this hatchet and she would just go into bars and like smash them all up and just be like I've taken the vice away from you all. And then she was jailed. And then they were like, will you do this again? She was like, absolutely, most definitely. <laughs> like, they, let, they let her out. And she just like, oh my and gosh. then there was like a, a rogue gang of white women just like running around and like smashing up bars. But it that could is be dangerous. Uh, yeah. It was a really interesting example of like, it was the white men that were being wild mm. and like doing all this wild stuff. Right. And then these immigrants were coming in and they were scared of how these people who alcohol is more of their culture in a different way, you know, like bringing different things, fermenting different ways, drinking all the time. There's not like a moral compass of God says not to do this. Right. They were so terrified of it that even though the white men were the ones being wild, prohibition moved into law specifically to like prohibit immigrant cultures expressing themselves. Wow. Um, not surprising. Well, America has always been shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned something new today as well. Um, okay. Let's move to And What About It? Uh, politics, pop culture, etc. Music, 
TV film, all the things. Politics. Politics. What a week. Not even politics anymore. Just like America. The the soap, the telenovela. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the series that won't end. We're in like season 25. Yeah, it should have been over years. like yeah. 10, 10 seasons ago. Yeah. Um, uh, what the fuck? Like. That day, I was the day of the Capitol storming. Mm-hmm. I was really not able to focus on anything else. I was like in class, just like answering a question every once in a while, but mostly just scrolling. Mm-hmm. And then like, um, because it went, it also was right at the time when we were learning things. So it was like, you know, right before class started, the thing happens. And then 15 minutes in the class, it's like, they found a bomb 20 minutes in a class. like killed someone. Like it just was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think just another example of like blue lives matter never meant blue lives matter. It was just, a way to silence Black Lives Matter and yeah, is always about power and the illusion of power versus actually respecting law enforcement or anything. But yeah, it's, <clears throat> I don't know. It's the way I look at it is th- if, for whatever reason this is about, like if it's the so-called Trump losing Biden winning, which is not what this is about at all. For me, it's about, it's a race thing and it's absolutely yeah. about white middle America feeling like they lost power in this election and therefore now want to hijack a system that they feel like isn't working for them anymore which to me is the exact opposite of like what we're supposed to stand for in this country like you can't sit here and tell me that you're a fucking patriot and that you love america when you're trying to tear down your own fucking monuments that two seconds ago you were like screaming about because like black lives matter protests were happening at those exact same monuments like you can't be a hypocrite this way. You can't you can't argue something that only works in your favor all the time, white people. Like, <laughs> that's not how any of this works. I also just found it interesting that a lot of places, um, a lot of employers, I heard, like, from fellow, like, colleagues and friends and whatnot, um, a lot of them were able to just sort of take that day or, like, a lot of meetings got canceled because mm-hmm. it was just, like, a lot going on. And I just found this shit fucking ironic because when black people were getting shot every other day, Nobody ever offered a day off no, or let's just cancel meetings for the day. Right. But as soon as white people act a fool, oh my God, like we have to do something. We're learning that America is horrible today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also planned. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, I would, uh, January 6th was on merch for people in the, on the right already. You know what I mean? And then this weird, like, twisting of things of like some of these people being Antifa act- actors and um I mean personally I think that one woman the the one that died who got shot the California woman the mm-hmm, MAGA woman or whatever mm-hmm. I personally don't think the police should have killed her but I don't think the police should kill anyone I don't think the police should have the right to kill people am I, am I am I glad she's dead sure yeah <laughs> like like sure That's I mean what a, what a dumb I gotta worry about like, yeah exactly <laughs> trying to murder me she wouldn't Bad an eyelash at that. Exactly. So. And she would have, like, different protections under the law because of it for, you know, especially... And she's one of those, like, California Republicans where they, like, are completely... They feel invincible in a way mm-hmm. differently than I think yeah. Republicans other places because they're like, what do you mean? It's the beach. I feel great. You know, like... <laughs> you also made a good point, and I feel like if you're, what, Democratic, blue whatever you want to call yourself progressive like do you see like where these 
white people are willing to go. Like, right. we always want to have the higher ground, be the bigger person. Where the fuck has that gotten us? Other places. than you feeling good about yourself for yeah. being that, I guess. Yeah. But, like, what do you have to show for it at the end of the day? Like, this country is burning, and... I'm still shocked and surprised that we're sitting here just like, this will all sort itself out. We don't have to do anything. It's like, these people do not care. Like, if they're willing to burn down the Capitol because something didn't go their way, like, what's going to stop them from walking into, like, hoods or any sort of black neighborhood and shooting up that place if they want Nothing. to? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Because we know that police... Oops. Um, wow. <laughs> I just put my phone in do not disturb, so... Um, <laughs> It wasn't me. Um, uh, we know that police side with these people. We have video of them letting them into the Capitol. And I'm sure maybe that there's a police or two on that thing who, like, didn't get some senators killed, which was the craziest part was, like, them storming, at least some of them, went in with the intentions to take hostages. Like, mm -hmm. there was zip ties. There was armed weapons. Like, if they had gotten hold on Nancy Pelosi, we would have watched Nancy Pelosi They were in Nancy Pelosi's Day. office. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and that guy stole her computer. Who's arrested, by the way. But okay. he's not going to be able to take the stand, which I bet is because he took the computer. That's what I think. Um, anyway. Um, I can get... I feel like we can talk about this for a long time. I... Uh, I what you're saying is, is exactly... What's to stop them? And I think... History has proven over and over again when you do not act accordingly to a first attempt at a coup, a second attempt will happen and will most likely be more successful. Yeah. Um, I I say you this. Do you want to just play that Brie Newsom Bass clip? Oh my god, yeah. It's. I feel like it really summed up some of the frustration. And it, now that we've talked about it for a minute, I realize we haven't said the things that she said, and I, she just says them so well. So let's just I agree. play yeah. that for a second. I was on social media, you know, all yesterday, and, and like everyone else was just kind of gripped by watching the events that were happening. And one of the things that we saw throughout the day yesterday were people like myself who have been present for various protests or, you know, and, and mostly people of color, black people, um, noting the obvious difference in terms of how police you know, have a coordinated, overtly militarized response to any kind of protest that is challenging racism in policing or racism in the government versus what we witnessed yesterday. And I think that what we saw yesterday is just another one of these kind of flashpoint moments in history that just represents a culmination of everything that came before it um, and really shines a spotlight on everything that is fundamentally wrong. And one of those things is clearly um, policing. The idea that we had no idea that this was coming, which you know I think is, is frankly one of the like ongoing, most disturbing talking points that we have gotten throughout the Trump administration. People saying, how could we have gotten here? This isn't who we are, um, which just completely flies, not just in the face of American history, right? Um, but in the face of the events of just the past five years, I mean, everything that we have seen in the past five years pointed to what happened yesterday happening. Um, and so the idea that security officials, people who are tasked with protecting the Capitol, could not have foreseen uh, the conflict that played out yesterday is is clearly beyond belief. I mean, there, there's no way to to believe that that is the case. Ugh. Brilliant. Brie and Bass, I think that was on Democracy Now. Um, later, though, we get a 12-hour suspension of Trump from Twitter. Yeah. Which then resulted in a full-time suspension. I'm going to be honest. Can I get I, a full-time suspension of Trump from my life in this country? Truly, 
<laughs> only thing I ever want. Can somebody make that happen? I don't know who. I want a Chrome <laughs> plugin that if his face or voice appears on a web page, it's blurred. It's that's the one type of censorship that I will accept. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for people talking Orwellian about the ways in which people are getting banned and accounts are getting banned and all these things, the difference is, is that Orwell got published. You know, I mean, it's not Orwellian because Orwell was speaking against what happens when you have dissenters against True. power. Yeah. Um, it, it's not about what happens when power is held accountable. Those are two different things. Mm, <laughs> like mm. And like... Um, it's like the conservatives attaching onto 1984 is like when straight men attach onto Fight Club and don't know what they're talking about. Like, it's like very similar energy. Um, <laughs> I question if a conservative latches onto anything, I'm like, oh, there's something wrong with that. Like, that. Yeah. Which is why I don't trust head. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the nail on the head. There we go. Um, but then, you know, Facebook. Yeah. Oh, Mars Babe decided to write his little letter about. Um, what? Like Mark wrote a post about oh, 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 Trump oh. and how Mark, whatever, okay. and I Ms. thought Mark Zuckerberg. Sorry, first first name basis over here. Yeah, I was uh, like, fuck <laughs> is Mark? Bitch? You don't hang out with Mark the Zuck? Um, Definitely not. His little open letter, just like condemning Trump and just all of that. A, I like rolled my eyes because it was just like, homie, you yeah. you you were homies with this guy for the last four years trying to keep Facebook alive and well. Literally, like, the not... reason Facebook probably didn't sink in the last five years is because yeah. of Trumpism. Yeah. Like, <gasps> now just because, one, Trump is out of office and like, yeah. this shit is happening, don't suddenly now have like the, cahoo- the, the balls yeah. to like want to speak up and say something it's it's all four years too late for me honestly yeah it five years even mm-hmm. like it that stuff should have happened he wasn't just claiming birtherism he wasn't just claiming crazy racist stuff and inciting violence after he became president that shit happened when he was running yeah it's why he came to power but like imagine if he had gotten deplatformed five years ago Nobody would dare. Well, because I they didn't believe what they didn't believe a storming on a Capitol would be how it ends. That's not what they believed. You know what I mean? Right. Fuck them. Fuck that. Uh, I'd rather talk about some better things. Like, thank you to you for introducing me. I mean, heard of this woman before, but reminding me, hotels, hotels with an e a u x. So first of all, it if you okay. So Jasmine Sullivan released a new album called Thank Hotels. Thank you. And if you knew how many... First of all, when I read the title of the album on Friday morning... Yes. My brain did this thing where it like was realizing things as it was realizing things. <laughs> so I was like, Hotels. Like, oh, like, Hose Tales. And then I was like, oh, but also like, Hotel. Like a hotel, like a place you stay at. And then I thought like, oh my God, like, Hotels, like, where a lot of people have sex. And then, I don't know, the, the album itself is about like... <laughs> You're like, she's going to tell us some she's gonna tell us stories. She's going to tell us some hotels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what it is. Well, and it's Truly. just the way the album is set up is you get like a song and then you get like um, a snippet from what I think are all, I mean, all black women, but all black women. All musicians. I, musicians. Yeah, I think. Um, Ari Lennox. Who else is on it? She gives first name. So it's Ari, Rashida. Okay. Um somebody else jasmine herself oh yeah so you get like a song and then you get like a short maybe 30 second maybe a minute like story um 
related to sort of sex and it sets up the next song yes yeah, it's the next song they're all stories about sort of like sex and men and sort of uh what it means to sort of take ownership of your sexuality as yeah. a woman um did you see that she asked she put out on twitter and was like hey um it'd be really awesome if Issa Rae and i made a short film about this and oh i would and then Issa Rae retweeted it and was like, say less, Jasmine. <laughs> I'm eating that shit up. I want that so bad. <laughs> I don't care where it is. Because you know what I love? I love a 30 to 45 minute album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that's not a popular opinion, but I'm I'm against in some way single culture. I yes. totally get how that's harmful. We've heard Beyonce speak on that truth. And I don't want an hour and a half album. I never have. And when you get a 35 to 45 minute album, I'm almost always going to listen to two times in a row. Because it like ends and you're like, wow, that was so quick. And you're like, what did I do? This is true. And so you immediately get double streams. It's smart for an artist to do that. My intention span is low. Pardon? (laughs) I said Chris Brown needs that advice. Who? Nobody. That's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just watched Ocean's 8. I'm like, you know, very, I'm always pro Rihanna, but like, you know, especially today. Yeah. Um, Ocean's 8 revisited. Not as terrible as everyone said. Honestly, a great rewatch. Um, (laughs) Ari Lennox's story, mm-hmm. where she's like... Could be about Chris Brown. Okay. For setup for those who are listening, in that she says, she's like, you know, this person... She's essentially like, this person has magical dick, dicked me to heaven, and I know was a terrible person. And she specifically says this line around like, you know, if you Googled him and you asked me, do you know what Google says? I would say, yes, I do. <laughs> and... I was transcended. You know what I mean? It, and so the the follow-up song is a song about like yeah. being in love and with people who maybe don't have your best interest or are terrible people or whatever. I'm. You think it might be Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Or, I put out a guess of R. Kelly. I don't know if that's right, but it, it, it has I to just be feel that like type of person. She, I feel like Ari is too old for R. Kelly. If you catch has my she dream. always been too old for R. Kelly? No, but she's like... I don't know how old Ari Lennox is. Let's see. She is. She was born in 91. Okay. So that's my age. I mean, you don't think seven, eight years ago? I'm just saying, obviously I'm making complete conjecture, but it could be be someone like Shia LaBeouf, you know, like it, it has to be though someone that is either it could be violent. Because you know what? Shia LaBeouf strikes me as the kind of angry white boy that would date black women and then put his hands on them <laughs> mm, well i mean we have some proof of well that, yeah so. we have <laughs> one example he actually i think said that i yeah, mean he said that yeah, it's not yeah, conjecture yeah, yeah. he was like that's, yeah that's those true are his words. <laughs> yeah i mean it's not funny but um no i i'm just i'm so curious i haven't even i haven't read any suspicions about who it might be i'm sure maybe if i googled her dating history i could probably figure out who it yeah. is but it the way she says it it sounds though like it's someone that's kind of secret, like that wasn't publicly known. It sounds mm. like I bet she whispered it to Jasmine when the session was done or whatever. But like, I don't know why I've been obsessing over that story. I love the whole album. Everyone, one of them I realized was the one that you played for me a few weeks ago. Oh, Lost Ones. Yeah, yeah. I like the setup for that one. And it's it sounds about... so different to me in the album. Yeah, it, it does yeah, not yeah, work yeah. to me as a single. This I album agree. though works as like a. Oh, it's so beautiful. And there's a story about. Um, this one girl who's just like, I don't think I look the, the best, but I have bomb ass sex. So like, that's what I offer. Yeah. And that really was like, woo. 
Like, I don't know. This is it's a story I never yeah. think of or hear often. But You're like, I'm so beautiful, so I don't know what that That I don't means. even have to offer sex. My so. favorite line in this whole thing is when Jasmine sings, I'm... You know, I'm gonna take these titties to Atlanta because I know <laughs> she's she's like, I got some big old boobies, yeah. so I there's no reason to waste them. Gonna find me a rapper, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like I'm gonna use this. God gave me this. I'm gonna use it. I think she specifically says the line "titties" though, and I I love it. Titties, <laughs> love it so Great much. Great album, um, so good. Thirty minute listen. I mean, that's with the stories included as well. Like. It's, it's it's just great. great. Yeah, I was I, not that I was skeptical at first, but I thought it was going to be the energy of Lost Ones. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, as an uneducated person in the world of Jasmine Sullivan, to me, it's giving like kind of the crossover between SZA and Tayana Taylor. Mm-hmm. It's like it has story, it has voice, it also has like kind of beat and movement. Love it. I think the only the only reason I mean I appreciate it being like thirty ish minutes long. I think yeah. the only reason I'm like I wish it was longer is just because the last Jasmine Su- Sullivan album we got was maybe like four or five years ago. Okay, like she does albums very like far apart. Like you're not gonna yeah. get one. Like we're not gonna get another Jasmine uh, Sullivan album probably until like 2027. Sure. I mean, if you release acclaimed things you know, yeah you let that shit ride true love the font and i like the setup of it i hate the upper half of her body in that image <laughs> she's okay. like turning it like it just the image looks like an instagram post to me versus an album cover mm. but i love 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 the font choice and i love the biker shorts and i even like what she's wearing i just she has like hair falling oh in front yeah of her like face. her like bob her straight bob mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. want like I want move. I want like movement upward with her arm, or I want like a straight on because she has a gorgeous face. And that album, that album, that jacket's like really structured, and yeah. with the bike shorts and stuff, it just like it looks like her assistant was like, "Look over here," and she's like, "Okay." Like I don't know, America's Next Top Model featuring Maddie Germs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> trash. Uh, Doja Cat and Sweetie's best friend though. Yes, addictive as shit. Oh, I think God, the day that video it. came out, I watched it. I immediately watched it five times and then like <laughs> would see the minute and a half clip that Twitter was posting about every hour. And then I watched it again, like five more times before I went to bed. It's so cute. It's, it's so cute. It's so cute. I think about it often. Like yeah. it is the video is stuck like in my in head. A <laughs> oh, it's just great. And I didn't even, I mean, Doja Cat and Sweetie, I don't think are like, I think they just became friends for this album. I feel like... So is that picture in the video not of them? I feel like that's not them as children together. Okay. I feel like we would have known if One they were, of them like, is best Sweetie. Friend. It's, like, Sweetie's face. Yeah, I think but... it's Sweetie and her probably actual best friend in real life. Okay. Because it's Sweetie's song with featuring Doja Cat. Right. But I highly doubt Sweetie and Doja Cat have been friends this long and we would have just now been discovering... I mean, they could have also, friends. like, accidentally gone to, like, elementary or middle school together and then Decided made their lives... Well, no, I mean, like... I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, I guess that's weird. But I mean, the other more likely story is they stole it from <laughs> those other rappers. Oh, those girls. Yeah. Those desert girls. That song's good, too. The styling's They're really good. I, we should... One... Do you know what it's called? Sir... Starts with a C. God, what is this person's name? I'm not going to try and butcher it. I'll let oh. you do it, though. Um, This video, though, the Swarovski Tesla, which, I mean, I think they're ugly, but, you know, that's cute. She's... Uh, I love Doja Cat. Um, Sarati's. Okay. Sarati. That's a that's the other best friend song that is supposedly copying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's just a producer who didn't clear the rights to one, and then the bigger music um, 
industry push, which would be Doja Cat, paid and cleared the thing. And so it's just, you know, it's sad. That's how the music industry works. It, it is. And it's the the crazy part is that we're never going to get down to the bottom of it. Like, no. we're never going to know. Actually. But that, that's the shit that, like, honestly kind of spawned some of Azalea Banks' early anger. <laughs> was yeah. Like, people stealing shit that she was doing all the time. It's like, I get it. But also, like, I also do feel like you, you chose to take part in the music industry and yep. the music industry is by it's by no means perfect and like there's a lot of like shady shit that happens like in across the board so i don't know enough about that to like whatever but i i hear what you're saying i i think i like both songs but this video is so cute when they like they're just like it's my first time and then they jump off the oh cliff God. together it's, it's just, just so out there i love it's it. like it's lezzy and but it's it it doesn't Honestly, though, it doesn't feel queer baby to me. Like, I don't know. Like, they're joking a, a, sort of about that, but like different from like when Ariana or like all these other people, Britney, whoever has done this like kind of queer baby thing. It doesn't read that way to me. It it's feels more like, like it's winky. It feels like to me, like this is what you straight men are expecting is for right. us to do some like lesbian shit right and now we're gonna just go jump off a cliff and be funny like, my instead. favorite part is when doja lifts up her breast to take an instagram photo and she wraps to the side of her so sweetie's not actually like the main focus of the image the focus is of doja lifting oh, her yeah, titties yeah, yeah, up yeah, and yeah. then like sing to the side yeah i love that it's very cute the outfits are cute they look i mean if there's one thing those two are gonna do is look fucking great they look fantastic yeah. and i feel like there's like 15 looks in this whole like yeah. three minute video and they all work um, I will say that I still feel like the Tia Tamara is still my, that's like my, I think that's going to stay in my brain longer than this song, mm. but I'm enjoying the fuck out of it right now. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this feels like it'll burn another, out. But. Give me another like two weeks and I'll probably be like, oh my God, like I still like this song, but can we please stop listening to it so much? Yeah. <laughs> but it's um, good. It's catchy as fuck. You know, uh, let's talk for a brief minute about Miss Miss Season 13 of Drag Race. She is uh, dramatic. Dramatic. That first episode just being like torture. For, and then in episode two, it really having no relevance. But like we're pulling the season six thing of sort of a divided cast. and Yeah. Um, it feels like a not fully baked idea. No. Right? No. Like, But almost all of these things for the show feel that way when... The goal of these episodes, especially the premieres, are to get ratings over something. So mm -hmm. there's some sort of teaser, some sort of twist. They do it in All-Stars all the time. I mean, it always feels half-baked because of that. You yeah. know, it's just, it's something different to be different. True. Yeah, it feels like, let's just, let's throw in this twist and then this twist and then twist that twist around just because. It just felt cruel. And then RuPaul starts episode two with being like, if you... The most important thing is to love yourself. And if you don't know who you are, don't let me or anyone else tell you that you can't do anything. It's like, you just made this girl get unanimously voted off by people who Twice. did not know yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They didn't, even get, to watch, they didn't even get to watch her perform. They just like they looked decided. at her and said no. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get. That poor girl, she looks, you know, oh something. Oh my gosh. Um, top three and we can move on. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Simone. Uh -huh. Duh. Um, Olivia Lux and oops uh, and I don't know because we've only seen the first half of the girls really but okay so top three of the first half of the girls I, uh, I guess um, 
I mean, yeah, I guess Tina Burner, just because I think she's kind of funny. Okay. I think it's Simone Candy, Tina Burner. Mm-hmm. Olivia's cute. I, I'm i I'm annoyed by her smile, even though see, it's perfect. Candy Muse, I think, annoys me. That's fine. Yeah. I, I, I like, don't look forward to seeing her on camera. I'm like, weird. Girl. <laughs> okay. No, we're very different. I mean, to me, it's like, you know, they have this type of character kind of every season, mm-hmm. but I've also been following candy online for many years yeah. and and that happened after i saw her perform in new york once when i was just like who is this girl yeah and then i found out everything i was like oh great I, so i've been excited to see her strive for this and then get it and then like immediately steal i mean okay i can say i hear what you're saying about the talking heads, but that first episode with that carly ray jepson thing she killed that yeah that yeah, was yeah. incredible yeah, yeah anyway stupid fucking show and we're watching it every week on the second episode though yeah, it wasn't as great. It wasn't as great. It looked better as a photo shoot. Um, okay, what do we want to talk about next? Uh, briefly, I know you haven't seen it, but The Dark and the Wicked, it's directed by Brian Bertino from The Strangers, another one of my all-time favorite. Liv Tyler in that movie, just, ugh, love that movie. Strangers is great. Um, this movie is about a, a demon, a devil, that is existing in rural, who cares, a goat farm. Mm-hmm. So goats, spooky already. Yeah. And then um, nighttime, no lights. And then it's like the entire cast is probably seven people, maybe eight. And it just essentially a father is sick. Two estranged children kind of come to be with mom while father is sick. And then hell breaks loose, mostly in a sort of nightmare kind of sense. Um, I would say, though, being a Christian kid... Scary movies scared me sometimes, and I kind of pushed through that. But what still kind of sticks with me is kind of a little spooky sometimes is like demons. Like, mm. yeah, demons. Ghosts, are not scary. so much, but like demons, if done in not a ridiculous way, can make me watch a movie and be like, this is the fear that I felt when I was seven years old. Mm. Like, I feel as terrified watching this right now as I did when I was eight years old, looking down a dark hallway, convinced the devil had sent demons to come get me. Because do you know what? The Bible is fucking scary. The Bible is, yeah. The Bible is terrible. Sometime we need to talk about the PTSD of just like... In- reading the Bible. <laughs> of reading the Bible, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but it's it's very good. It's very... It's a little... It's not the type of mainstream horror movie that comes out now where it's like, here is the backstory for this thing. Here is uh, how it came here. And here is the resolution. Here's what happened afterwards. It's very much just like, here is a week of these people's lives that is terrible. And it just it's great. I loved it. Very I'm gonna spooky. I'm going to give it a watch. Um, What do you feel about this Fran Leibowitz thing? Pretend it's a city. Martin oh Scorsese. Oh my God. Thank you for the recommendation. Okay. I mean, I only watched the first episode today, literally, but I am sold. Like, I can't good. wait to sit here and watch the other six episodes. It's so good, y'all. Like, within the first five minutes, I'm like, I'm hooked. Like, yeah. this makes complete sense. If you've ever lived in New York, if you've ever visited New York for like longer than a day, like you get it. And this is a woman who has pretty much, I mean, she's not born. She wasn't born in New York. No, no, she she moved to there in the seventies. In the seventies and has been there ever since. Born in the fifties in Jersey and then moved, I don't think graduated high school, moved when she was like, whatever, became author, humorist, humorist. friends Mm -hmm. with, well, enemies, but worked with Andy Warhol at Interview Magazine. And then, 
has books, etc. She just et cetera, has et this. She has this POV and sort of. She's intoxicating. She's intoxicating. You just all I want to do is listen to this woman talk about yeah. anything. She could literally talk to me about water, and I would be like, "Yes, like you're you're right, and that's hilarious, yep. and you're so insightful. There's so much insight in the humor that she uses where." I guess this is the difference between a humorist and like a comedian. Like she's not necessarily so. a comedian in the sense of like she has a cultural point of view. Is like, a cultural point of view, and yeah. it's very. I think she knows is giving stereotypical Jewish New Yorker like that is like what she's stepping into proudly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she holds her deep held opinions with a little bit of understanding that her screaming is ridiculous. Like yeah. um, they ask her straight up like, or uh, what did she say? She was like. Do I think some people find me um, irritating? And then she was like, no, not irritating. Frustrating. And A, there is a difference between those two things. Sure. And I thought like, yeah, she'd probably be frustrating to me, but she wouldn't. I wouldn't be irritated by her. Um, but then her also saying like, do I think my complaining changes anything? Like, no. Right. But like, if that was the case, like, if I thought my complaining changed anything and I had the power right. to change it, why would I be complaining? So... And it's very funny, too, to get this sort of, like, view of New York, her view of New York, which... And also this kind of pre-COVID thing, because it comes from this very sort of, like, antisocial mind. You know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. her hobby is smoking and reading books, and yeah. then she becomes a cultural figure every once in a while you know what i mean she's mostly just she's just an icon you know i mean i think i have never read a word of friendly boots and i at least i know the haircut and i know the voice and i know the face Mm -hmm. and this was a way for me to kind of you know look at this differently evidently this is the 10 year of anniversary of a tour or something that she did with martin scorsese oh and so this is them coming back together but it's mostly her and martin sitting at like the players club in new york paired with a couple interviews from like Alec Baldwin. There's an interview from like Olivia Wilde, which is the one that was on. Um, mm, I don't know. Which one, one made Olivia's. Booksmart? Huh? Which one made Booksmart? Yeah. Um, Olivia Wilde. Her. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. That's yeah, exactly what I needed. Um, it's it's good. I think it's one of those things of the first episode will tell you if you want to watch more. You either, mm-hmm. which I think you, most people will, are going to be hooked. Or you're going to be like, why would anyone watch this? If that's how you feel the first 15 minutes or 30 minutes, don't watch the rest. And it's literally the same thing. It's just, yeah, well, th- there <laughs> you go. Don't do that either. There you go. you'll hate it. Yeah. Um, There's, I do want to name that there are a couple comments in there, which kind of goes along with what you're saying. Like, even if she's saying something that I don't like, I'm yeah, entranced. Um, talking about the Me Too movement, she says something weird around, like, what it means to be a woman that... I think could very easily be interpreted as transphobic, maybe was transphobic, but, and I don't think that that person holds those beliefs. I think that she's trying to unfortunately make a joke, which often tears down the the best of us, you know, and is very old head, you know, she was born in the fifties. So it's like this weird thing of being this like deeply progressive cultural critic and also naming the ways in which she's like a curmudgeon. And like, Mm -hmm. I think, I think it was more of a way that she's a curmudgeon than it was out to, it's not a JK Rowling thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even still, I'm like watching it and sometimes there would be other comments every once in a while that I'm like, that's really classist. But I think about it like 30 minutes later in the moment, I'm just like eating up everything she's saying. It's very much so because she does this as well. Just talking about how New York has changed, which is one thing as well about this whole thing is it is very um, like nostalgic, Mm -hmm. like very she 
misses and you can tell she can just she misses her 70s maybe even 80s like new right. york compared to like now what new york sort of stands mm-hmm. for and what it is she has this joke about like lawn chairs being in the middle of Times right. Square, which even i'm like the fuck yeah um but you can tell that like all this stuff isn't coming from a place of like hate mm-hmm. it's like that curmudgeon sort of i miss these times because that's what i'm comfortable with and yeah. that's what i like could predict those things and I knew yeah. what was going to happen here and what was going to happen there. Now I'm in a world where things are a little bit more unpredictable. It doesn't mean right. that I hate those people. It just means that like, I, I don't know go back to the safety of my own yeah. little like nook, which I think is a big difference between totally. people like spewing hate about a person versus like, Oh no, I just want to stay in my bubble over here. And right. y'all are like intruding on that a little bit. Right. I think a good example too of that is like in the last episode, it's mostly about books. It's mostly about her love of books and all that stuff. There's obviously content within there about why people aren't reading anymore and the Mm. idea of like children with devices and things. And it's like you have this expectation based on the way that other episodes have gone that she's about to go on a very like old head rant around like their brains are melting and like they don't Mm -hmm. have an attention span and all this stuff. And she's like, no, I bet that they are living in a world that is built for them like in the same way when i was a kid and my dad would be like we didn't have tv as when i was a kid she was like cool i don't fucking care i have a tv (laughs) like cool i guess for you like these two-year-olds that was she makes the joke around seeing a toddler being like a four-year-old being pushed around in a stroller giving his mom directions from the smartphone that he's holding and she's like I don't care about the phone thing. He doesn't need to be in a stroller. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, so it's that kind of thing where like, she's understanding that the world has different perspectives. She's genuinely just offering hers. Yeah. It's not so much like, I think the world should be this way. It's like, this is how I friendly would see this world. Yeah. 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 Um, Definitely worth checking out. It's on Netflix. Pretend it's Um, a city. I think, I think it's definitely worth the watch. Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple, uh, quickly a couple things that I watched that I just think are, cool from HBO Max. Um, I finally watched that Harley Quinn animated series from DC and it's animated like the original Batman, but it's like Harley Quinn fucking like bashing faces and they talk about fucking and there's like, nice. it's very, um, it's kind of like drawn together, but mm-hmm. like less bro-y. Like drawn together is like, haha, my tits are out. That's a lot of what drawn yeah. together was. Whereas like, also drawn together. Whoa. What a reference. I, I, I used mean, to love that I show. I completely show. forgot it existed. I loved reality TV now. and I loved Adult Swim <laughs> and I was like, this is disgusting and I love it. <laughs> love it. Um, but it, it, I'm just, it's on season two. I'm sure other people have seen it, but I don't always give praise to superhero things and it was, I, I'm liking it. It's really good. Superhero things can be good sometimes. They, sometimes. Um, the, <laughs> there's this, also this anime called The Promised Neverland. It's like this orphanage. And there's a twist episode one of like why these orphans are there. And then it just becomes this like mystery. I am only naming it because I randomly clicked on it, had not heard of it. And I am just, it was so good. I want people to watch it. Have you looked at Headspace's Guide to Meditation on Netflix? No, I need to, but no. Um, maybe we can talk about it next week, but I, let's talk about it next week. Okay. Um, but Headspace's Guide to Meditation on Netflix, if you want to watch it so we can, you can hear along with us, go ahead. Um, I also watched Pieces of a Woman this morning, which is, um... What a way to start your morning. Well, you know. Uh, I finished Ocean's 8 first, and then I put this oh, on. Okay. <laughs> um, it's from Cornell Mondrusco's, um, mind. Uh, it has Ellen Burstein, which is the reason I watched it. Um, this woman named Kirby, Shia LaBeouf is in it, which is, like, maybe a reason to avoid it. And sh- the woman, Siobhan, from Succession, um, essentially... 
a home birth goes wrong and then there's sort of life and trauma of that kind of building out of it. Um, it's weird to watch Shia do Shia in this movie because you're like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know, this is acting, fuck. Um, but Ellen Burstein, I think, is worth the click. And um, the main actress is is great, too. And I'll watch Siobhan smoke a cigarette in a yeah. lot of things, you know? It's anything. Like, yeah, it feels good. Um, Kamala Harris. <laughs> well, first of all... <laughs> Dakota Johnson is straight. <laughs> I, need I you almost to skipped this. I I just need you to know. We don't even have to go down. That I found out row. this morning. Well, last week, Shani <laughs> tried to tell me that Dakota Johnson is straight. I felt that was a lie. And then this morning, I found out she is. And then also engaged, maybe, probably, to Chris Martin. Oh, my. What? Okay. I didn't know that, but. I saw it because a headline said, will Gwyneth Paltrow be a bridesmaid at Dakota Johnson and Chris Martin's wedding? And I was like. Dakota Johnson straight? <laughs> like, <laughs> worst news. Sorry to this like has been a week, but this is like dream bubble. But. I, it's so upsetting. Yeah. Um, almost as upsetting this, as this Kamala Harris Vogue cover. <laughs> it's why does she look like that? She looks goofy. And honestly, it's giving the same energy. Nope. I was going to say Jasmine Sullivan, but that covers better. But the, <laughs> it is. It I was going to say, I want that Jasmine. But isn't that uh, sad so. that, like, you know, uh, Jasmine Sullivan putting on an album cover that looks awkward is better than a, the first black female VP having a Vogue cover that is... Somebody, she's in somebody Converse. Shot her. She's in Converse. They should have went the Beyonce route and had Kamala be able to be in charge. She's in Converse. <laughs> Kamala's just, like, sitting... In front of a, a thrown over pink. It's just like, here's some fabric. Stand there. But listen to me. She is the, she is Madam Vice President. First black woman. Yes. Vice President. And She's, she is in fucking Converse on the cover of Vogue. Yeah. Who's, whose idea? I don't know. Y'all need to figure out whose idea that was, and I want you to like tweet bomb them. I that that's, that's I want a terrible her to decision. Stop going after truant mothers and start prosecuting herself for wearing that <laughs> shit. Wild. Um, that's there's a, there's another one where she's like in a, it's a closer up and it's cut just below her jacket. Much more. Mm-hmm. I get that it needs to be simple. You can't have this woman come on. You can't have her do a Beyonce shoot. She can't be covered in jewels. She can't be no, in a fitted no, no. gown. I get it. I'm annoyed. Converse, but. And I get that that's part of her brand. He's giving but me like a Steve Madden. Or just a Dior suit. <sighs> no. It's on the cover of Vogue. We're not looking at her thinking like, these are her clothes. It's Vogue. Don't none of them people own those clothes. <laughs> Truly. Um, before we take a break, I just want to intro this. I Arnold Schwarzenegger put this seven minute clip out talking about terrorism and how terrible Trump is and how we need to hold people accountable. And then brings out a giant fucking sword that takes up the whole frame and says this. We'll let this take you to break. This sword, this is the Conan sword. Now here's the thing about swords. The more you temper a sword, the stronger it becomes. The more you pound it with a hammer and then heat it in the fire and then thrust it into the cold water and then pound it again and plunge it into the fire and into the water. The more often you do that, the stronger it becomes. I'm not telling you all this because I wanted to become an expert sword maker, but our democracy is like the steel of this sword. The more it is tampered, the stronger 
it becomes. Um, we are back from break. I'm coming back jovial because I just saw this video of one of the people from the Capitol trying <laughs> to fly back and all of these people realizing that they're on no-fly list, like realizing at the airport he's crying. He's like, they just want to ruin my life and call me a terrorist. And just like, he's trying to put on a jacket like a little kid that is like, um, like, you know, when your jacket gets caught in your backpack yeah. and you're like in third grade and your mom tells you to go to your room, you're like, oh, fuck me, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love to see um, it. Anyway, yeah, you love to see it. Uh, Anyway, you ready to get him some work? I always am. I had um, work from home start playing in my head the Fifth Harmony song. <laughs> I had uh, work by Sierra playing in mine. Ooh, we watched that on Friday. I'm gonna. I always hesitate to talk about things that have been out for 94 years, but the Sierra moment that we had uh, Friday, I guess we did have a little Sierra moment, didn't we? Delightful. Just. <laughs> We just did a Mo- Missy and Sierra kind of back to back. Yeah, she has a discography. Like Loved she has it. some hits. I've always been a fan. I mean, Same. I don't. I get she's a mom and whatever, but mm-hmm. um, I don't. I don't know if the kids know how like iconic she was. I think the kids now think that Sierra. I feel like they think she might be like a Kim Kardashian, where like I don't know why she's famous mm. or like always in headlines looking sickening yeah. but she is and i like her for that because she hasn't made music in a while no but like like banned from mt or bet sexy mtv wouldn't play yeah, black yeah, people yeah. bet like what sexy. was that hit she had like last summer da-na-na, 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 da-na-na. Yeah. that one okay this is we have to move on to the work look at us this is avoidant behavior <sighs> it is <laughs> we also engage in some distractions um okay so we're trying to talk about grounding this actually came up in 2019 we'd thrown this around a little bit before trying to figure out where to throw this in i think the minute that we were kind of seeing what was going on this week Mm -hmm. um paired with i've been experiencing some grounding work myself and then also working with some clients on it too and seeing how it can be used so what the heck is grounding do you want to give it a go? Do you want me to give it a go? I, I'll give it a go, and then I want to get your take on it. Because even when you introduce this as a subject, I think my interpretation was different from yours. Potentially. It's a, it's a broad word for it's a, a lot of broad different broad modalities. Yeah. But then I also felt like they can be combined. So I understand grounding as... Um, what I originally thought of it as is more of like, like therapy like grounding therapy so like the idea of taking your socks off like going outside and like really attaching yourself to like earth into the ground Uh uh-huh okay which is not completely different from what um grounding like techniques are yes because grounding therapy has to do with the electrical frequencies in your body and contact with sort of the frequencies of the planet and the maligning and it improving your sort of mood. Um, I think that is, it is the thing. Okay. But it's like, um, grounding techniques are also used in DBT. They're also used in ACT. And I think grounding Which, therapies, grounding technique is rooted in the earth and frequencies. Mm-hmm. And you can also talk about the neurobiology of like, having physical stimulation when you're distressed and that causing like a flow of energy. Right. And there's like science 
quote in this whatever that means explains it one way grounding therapies can sometimes have language that feels more spiritual yeah and but that doesn't make them different things right. i think, it's I think just, they're connected yeah like i know that for me when i am that example i gave of going outside and yes. like <clears throat> standing with your with your socks off just like standing and planting your feet like in yes. the ground is something that is grounding me to like planet earth yeah but also grounding in the sense of things feeling more present things feeling yes. more like in the moment i'm here like i'm not in my head as much and i'm like focusing on that on like the feeling of where i'm standing which is a technique i think of grounding when it comes to mental health Right. And I think a good way to begin to start talking about the what and the when and the why can be, you know, a lot of times when you're dealing with PTSD, when you're dealing with um, complex traumas, when honestly, anxiety is really high. And essentially, grounding techniques are best used when you are experiencing that kind of like disconnect. Mm -hmm. It's like, I am completely in my head and I've like, I'm spiraling at this point. Yeah. Or grounding techniques can be used when the way that trauma settles in the body is that memories go in places they should not. And so we'll be hearing something outside and our amygdala, our little fear part of our brain, that little like lizard part experiences the thing that's associated with a very terrible thing that happened, a memory. Mm -hmm. And then we're in the middle of the street and our body is reacting the exact same way as we did when that happened. Right. And we're we're not in danger. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are fine. And so grounding techniques can be that thing where you know it's that disconnect of I'm safe and my body is telling me I'm not. That can lead to panic attacks. That can lead to inability to talk to people. That can lead to social isolation. When we're... When, that's the form of triggering that we're talking about. All really long things to say... That in that moment, if we are able to bring about some awareness, we can engage in some grounding techniques that bring us back here. Yes. Uh, brings that alignment back in, mm -hmm. whether that's with the grass and... Like touch and feel and tactile sort of. Yes. But there's also yeah, mental grounding techniques. Mm -hmm. So you can have... You can have looking outside. Okay, I'm in my house. I'm on a Zoom call. I'm like imagining myself in Shawnee's house because I am in Shawnee's house. <laughs> and I'm looking out at this window right here and I'm looking at my computer, right? I'm on a Zoom call. Someone says something that sends me to oblivion. Mm -hmm. And I look at my time and four minutes have passed and I've not heard a word anyone has said. Yeah, because you're in your head. I am in my head. You're just like running back. Like you're, you have flashbacks. You're like running back in memory. Like you're. Or I'm blank. That's the other thing is like, I. it's not always this active like, wah. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. just like, Boom, I'm gone. Okay. And I'm just, maybe it's replaying that stuff. Maybe it's, what shoes do I need to order? Like, did I get those groceries? Like, just like. Okay, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or just a white space. You're just not. I'm not here. Present. <laughs> right, not here. right. <laughs> so sometimes if I'm not able to go do a physical grounding, which could be going outside, which could be having ice cold water that you put your hands in, mm -hmm. that the brain gets a physical stimulus that is essentially something it can pay attention to instead of the mental, emotional stimuli that we're creating in our brain. Yeah. Our more like physical touch part of our brain is like, what's that? And if we can focus on our hands being cold, we can watch that stuff move out a little bit. We can pull our hands out and we can then have our first clear thought in maybe however long. 
Exactly. And it may not be clear, but it'll probably be a little less muddled than before. Right. But if, I, if I'm on a Zoom call and I'm experiencing that thing and I can't go run and do that, what I can do is look out the window yeah. and be like, count the leaves. Count the branches. Right. Look outside and categorize the types of trees that I see. What flowers do I see? And then you just start noticing. And yes, it's a little bit, maybe the Zoom call is a, a weird example because that's still a little bit not paying attention. But if you do that for 10 seconds, you get 30 minutes back. Right. And that's a good, and that's a good I've point as well. I've already lost four by not thinking about it. Yeah. And that's a good point as well, is that this isn't meant to be like a solve all for trauma and no. triggers of trauma in your life. That it's how is, to deal with it. It's how to deal with them. And it's how to deal with them over a specific course of time or range of time um, so that you can buy yourself some time to then go process it the way that you need to. Right. Right. Like this example of being on a Zoom call or like I can take this like out with friends or like just out in a setting. I mean, not necessarily now, but when it's safe to like be out and about more often sure. and you're just, I don't know, you need to be able to pay attention in that moment or be in that moment. Yeah. Um, Driving on the fifth hour in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. Um, it's a good way for you to reset quickly yeah. if you need it for 30 minutes or for an hour so that you can at least get to the point where like, all right, I'm off of this Zoom call or yeah. like, OK, I am back home now where I can like, what was that about earlier? Like, let me figure it out. Right. Because you didn't you couldn't do it in that moment. Or let me tell the person that I'm sitting next to. Whoa. I just went somewhere. Yeah. Um, this has been coming up a lot for me this week. Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and like able to externalize and ask for help and communicate. Right. Because when we're in panic mode, whether that's with other people or alone, sometimes talking is absolutely the one thing I will never be able to do. Mm. And or if I'm forced to talk. So this is maybe I'm going to tell a story that also demonstrates a technique I've used, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm in an argument, especially with someone I'm dating. And something has happened that has that has triggered me and I don't know it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, and I only get this clarity months later or years later in therapy, but like, um, okay, I am reminded of an argument from when I was seven and I didn't even know. Like, I I just, I wasn't, or a a time period of my life where if someone was upset, it was just not an emotionally good place to be at all. Mm. And I would retreat and isolate. I would just go up in my room and sometimes I would go up in my room for three weeks and then just like emerge once everyone had like chilled. You know what I mean? Uh. But you can't do that. When you're dating someone or living with someone. Yeah. So when I'm in an, in an argument that re, that takes me there, I am going to just... I'm silent. I'm... Dang, we were the same. I'm like, I'm like just looking at you. Mm-hmm. And then there's like an opportunity for me to speak. And when I am my most present self, I'm able to just kind of be like, I can't really do this right now. Like, mm-hmm. trying to hear what you're saying. I need like... You're coming at me hot, and I didn't know I was going to get in an argument today. Mm. We are. If we want to have one, I got to think about it. I got to think about. I got to think about if I want to have this because argument. right now I can't. If you push me, I will scream. I will scream. I will scream. Right. I will scream. I will scream. Right, right. Because I, because that's my child brain. That mm-hmm. is my mm-hmm. immature self, 
recognizing that the only re- way I was able to be heard was when I pitched a fucking fit. I'm an adult and I'm able to be heard now. I don't need to do that. Right. So in the moment, something when I am of present mind and have gone to a few years of therapy and have recognized there's a way to interrupt this sooner. It's when you get that awareness in your body of what that feels like in your body, you can be like, I can communicate. I need to take a walk. I can say, okay, I'm going to go take Jolene on a walk. It gets an activity done, makes me feel productive. And I get to go outside. I get to breathe. I get to feel what the cold feels like, especially in the winter when it's not raining. But I can put on a jacket and feel cold on my face Mm -hmm. and walk around a block. I can be gone for five minutes. By the time that I have gotten around that block and that cold has like come into my heart and body and my blood is pumping in different ways, I can give a dissertation about what I feel like and it not be coming from this place of like, wow! Yeah. The cold walk, the stimulus, the also the activity getting me thinking about something in a... You can also go on a walk sometimes and really hyper manifest and you've accidentally like had 12 arguments in your head when you haven't said anything to the other person. And that's another thing that you can also think about and develop a new grounding technique around. But that's what I'm saying are the types of like, they feel like emergencies. They're not. They feel like, yes. And that's another good point is that the grounding doesn't work. The grounding techniques don't work without some sense of awareness of like mm-hmm. your body, right? And what's going on with your body or in your like in your mind, I'll say yeah. as well. So like what I, what I'm hearing is or at least for me what it is and what it sounds like might be the same for you is there's this sense for me, this I don't know what to call it, but like just there's an emergency, like something's wrong, like my body just feels really hyper. Okay. And that for me is sort of what triggers me to think, okay, something's going on with you right now. Like yeah. something that just happened recently is causing you to, I either comes out in me where I start getting a little bit like snippy or catty. And yeah. I don't know yeah. like why I'm being like that. I'm like, why, why were you so mean to that person just now? And it's like, okay, something happened. They just said, well, you hand me a fork. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you so mad with them? Oh, because like you have been in your head this whole time, like rerunning this memory. Because you were mad about rerunning this thing (laughs) that triggered you. And somebody's talking to you and you're like, what the fuck do you want? Like, oh, like you're being a normal, rational human being. I'm the one that's operating not presently. Like I'm somewhere else mad at you that you're intruding on me being in another place that isn't conducive to what's happening right now. And yeah, it's like, it's very hard to look at yourself and be like, to be fair, they don't live here. Yeah. And here being your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, they don't. They, but they, that's not. Right. So ideally when, you get with someone that can sort of like see that that's happening. Yeah. When that's happening. Yeah. But also we have to be adults and, and tell people in ways other than like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Other yeah. than that immediate reaction. Right. And when that either reaction happens or again, I just sort of feel this pressure to like want to scream at a person. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, okay. Like we need to chill out, bring ourselves back to this moment. Right. Get a little bit more grounded because you're letting the anxiety sort of like run everything now. Right. You can even have a conversation with a person because you're so anxious and just trying to get through it and don't want them to talk to you anymore. And now you're coming off this way. Um, That it's like, let's like, let's come back to here. And, like, reconnect with our body. Um, And for me, that is usually, like, concentrating on breathing. Okay. Um, The idea of taking a walk and really concentrating on the connection, like, each step that I'm taking. 
um, is also important. I think that I didn't realize that I'm a tactile person too, but I think that something that I do at work a lot is it's so funny having like a little stress ball. Like as a kid, I felt like, what's the point of that? Like that doesn't alleviate stress, but it's like, it does. And it doesn't just relieve stress, but it's like something to sort of concentrate on. Yeah. That brings, that keeps me sort of in the moment. Yeah. Me just like squeezing it or tossing it back and forth and yeah. like paying attention to what it feels like in my hands is And if nice. you're someone who like a lot of people have ADHD tr- tied in with some of that stuff, mm-hmm. it acts as a stem too. So you're able to like be doing something that isn't making noise or isn't mm-hmm. like, you know, like interrupting other people. Yeah. That also allows you to focus if you're feeling disconnected. What? What does each finger squeezing down on this ball feel like? Yeah. What do the yes. bones feel like in my fingers as I squeeze down? Mm-hmm. What does that outside feels like? Is that is that plastic? Is that like, oh, is it that cheap stuff that's going to rub off on my hands? How long is this ball going to last? Yeah. And, then, like, yeah. and then coming back and be like, oh, you're thinking again. What does it feel like? You know, like maybe that's not the best example, but do you know what I'm say- saying of like, that's sometimes the type of thinking that I do mm-hmm. when I'm engaging with something like right. that. And there are there are all kinds of grounded techniques. There's not like a this is the set 10 that you do, right? Like there's there's very like basic ones and we can put some of these up um for everybody to see, but I feel like we've the reading we've, has pulled up like 40 different techniques. I I know of 22. I just think that Yeah, and there's so many things you're probably also doing that you don't realize is a grounding technique yeah. that if you maybe, find your own, create yeah, your own. Find your own. That What brings you back to here? That's all that's the most important thing, you know? So when you said the breathing exercises or you said I concentrate on my breathing. My question was, do you have specific counting or exercising or something or do you just notice your breath? I notice my breath and I purposely pay attention to what it feels like going into my nose, like down my esophagus um, and into my lungs. Like I just like pay attention to every step that I'm taking to breathe, if that makes sense. Like you mentally imagine that kind of like biology side diagram of the breath going in and moving down. Right. While paying very particular attention to it, like in my body, because it goes in like cold, right? And... I can feel that cold hitting like my sinuses and I can feel it as it hits my throat, lose it around like the lungs kind of, but it comes back out hot. So it's like noticing those things, noticing sometimes the time in between, like, am I breathing super fast? Am I breathing super slow? Like those kind of things. Again, grounding, it sounds counterintuitive because it is, it's taking you out. It feels like it's taking you out of a moment. But it's really bringing you into a moment. Absolutely. Right? So, like, it's taking... Yes, it's taking you out of this very thought-driven, repeating, or this, like, blank space that you're just in where you're floating, you're not doing anything. Right. To bringing your brain into an active state of thinking about something presently happening versus something that, again, happened in the past or something that you're thinking about, like, way in the future that hasn't happened at all or might not happen. Right. Um... It just brings you back to here. So if that's touching something, if that's counting things, if that's doing doing math, like, <laughs> like a is a grounding, or yeah, is like a grounding puzzles, activity. Yeah. Um, yeah, doing like multiplication tables, like yeah. one times one is this, one times two is this. Like yeah. if you're doing that, it again takes you out of that maybe negative space, that some sometimes toxic space to mm-hmm. like come back to where things are now. Yeah. And where you can get things done. Yeah. And wow, 
you're making me think of a couple of things. The first thing that I want to say is that it's hard sometimes to hear about these types of things occasionally. And then you, you think back and you're like, if I could have done that, I would have dummy. Mm. You know, like I, I, I can just totally, I've no, I've heard professors or had a podcast on my ears. That's like, you know, here's what you can do and here's why you can do it. And then you're like, well, obviously if I could do that, I fucking would, you know what yeah. I mean? So I, the, I think that there is something to recognize when you can know something that is a tool to be utilized when you need it or have the ability to think about it versus thinking now you've added this like obsession of like, well, I've got to do this. And if I don't do this, then I'm like processing wrong. And it's like, mm. like, I just, I think a lot of cognitive therapy sometimes can like put on this weird guilt of people of like, it is your responsibility to get you out of this thing. Yes. And in some ways it, it maybe it is. is. Yeah. Because it, especially if you're alone or like, Nobody's you know, and also life me. demands stuff of us. Absolutely. But also like, these are things that work for some people. Yes. There's a wide variety, but also I think we've been talking about a lot of immediate interruption. I feel like sometimes I've been in like, this a weird space for like days. Mm. And so it's like that moment of clarity after day, like two or three, when you're acting funny to everyone and processing everything real weird, where you're like, I need to take a cold shower. Mm -hmm. Like I need to reset. Another thing that I've seen and I've used sometimes too, is like hanging upside down over the end of your bed. It just like, it rushes the blood there. It gives you a second to just like, yeah, not do anything except concentrate on being upside down. You can't be upside down for very long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a moment where you're like, I'm going to, and I'm then that, out, yeah. that coming up too, it feels like a, do you remember those old toys that were dolls? And they're like, like they were like long necks. Yeah. And they had like the whistle things. I in think them. so. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that's what I feel like sometimes when I reset, <laughs> it feels like a reset. It's mm-hmm. like, um, it's a way, you know, and the truth is, you might go right back there, you know, like you might, but at least you got that 12 seconds, right? You know, like you got that 12 seconds to be and know, I think at least for, even if you're sent back into the thing, at least for that moment, you know, you're human, you know, you're feeling something. You can remind yourself, Oh, I'm on a ride. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but at least like, you know, you're on a ride. And then you also know that something is that, that something is going on. Yep. Because again, when I'm able like, to, I'll pay attention to the <laughs> right. Like a lot of times, you don't even you don't know. know you're in that state. Like I agree, I've been there where it's been like two or three days later, and I'm like, where have I been this whole time? <laughs> like I have not been present at all for like three days. Like yeah. I've just been sort of functioning. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Um, it's where you send the text where you're like, so about yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you suddenly see me show up in the group text again, like saying words and not just reactions. <laughs> oh my God. I love just reaction days. I'm like, I'm here. I'm alive. That's all, you that's all know. I have. That's, that's all. all I can offer. That's all I can offer. Um, I think getting to another thing can be like cognitive diffusion. So like visualizations uh, of Leaves floating down a river is like Mm -hmm. a really common one. But Mm -hmm. these other kind of mindfulness, meditative pullings of, I am not the thought spiral I am in right now. I am experiencing the thought spiral I am in right now. My thoughts are 
My thoughts are telling me I'm fat. My thoughts are telling me that I didn't look good today. My thoughts are telling me about that zit that's on camera. My I thoughts are telling me about so good. Like, if there was one thing that sort of gets me out of a depressive episode or like, I don't know, just makes me happy sometimes. Okay, is that awareness? Like, when it clicks that like, oh, I am not this spiral that's happening. Shawnee's being really mean to me right now, or whatever. I'm just like. Oh, you're just, you've just been in your head. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, it's going to happen. Like, what do we need to do? You talked about this before about the, like, saying funny voices or saying, like, bitch, like, shut up yeah. to, to that thing. Literally. And that is a way, that is a form of cognitive diffusion, which can be a grounding technique when you're in it. It's yeah. like, oh, it's that stupid bitch. Like, yeah. she's... She's so annoying. She's over like, here she's really annoying. Up, cutting up again. She and like you look to your friend and you're like, she's honestly the most evil person. God, I, know. I don't even like, know why we're friends with her. I don't know why we're friends with her. She just shows she up. She honestly just gets us into like filling the best my head clubs. with lies <laughs> and then steals from me <laughs> because that's what I do when I buy too and much. She's shit. staying here for free, <laughs> <laughs> rent free. I let her stay here rent free. Exactly. But you're able to at least name that part of your brain that's doing that to you. Yeah. As that and and. The leaves down the river is essentially the same thing. It's just different visualizations for your thoughts being thoughts. Mm. But our, your... our whole we is is not our whole we is not our conscious thought. Our conscious thought is is thought. It's our brain making snippety snappies mm. and outcome words or our our internal words or some people experience all this stuff not as thoughts but as like colors or as like sensory pain or like these things you know we're cognitive and mouthy and gay so like it we're just like i say the first thing that comes to mind far too often um i don't know are there any other grounding techniques i mean there's a ton yeah i'm just saying like that you like or that you've used or something um Ooh, another one. You were talking about the feet um, while you're walking mm-hmm. and noticing the down and how it feels in your ankle and moves up. Another one is you can stare at the floor and trace, mentally trace your feet a few times. So, like, make, like, connected line dots. So you're just kind of boop, 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 boop. And if it doesn't feel good first time around, try it again. While there's some things on this list I haven't even, like... I mean, I looked over this list, but I didn't read, like, every single one sort of consciously where is this list and I'm what are you at reading the, um the therapist aid article grounding techniques okay like some of these i've i've known like the five four three two one technique it's um, a very obvious one explain it to our listeners oh so you essentially um you take in details of your surroundings using each of your senses right so you have five senses and you'll start and then You'll do this. It'll be like, what are five things you see Mm -hmm. right now? What are four things you can feel Mm -hmm. right now? What are three things you can hear right now? Mm -hmm. What are two things you can smell right now? Mm -hmm. And then what's what's one thing you can taste right now? And that is activating all of your senses. That is engaging your thought process. Ideally, by thinking about taste, you might maybe drink some water Mm. or a, a tea or something. Get all your body back into the... <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some other like little mental exercises here too. So that's more of like a physical body 
awareness kind of yep. technique, which works for some people, does mm-hmm. not for others. So if you want to do more of like a mental thing, you can, I mean, literally just name all the objects you see. Yep. Like take out a sheet of paper and just write them down. Create a list. One by one as you see yep. them. Um, you can count backwards from 100 by seven or by some just random number. Yep. Like something that activates your brain in a way that's not focusing again on yep. something that it's causing you maybe panic or fear. Um, spell your full name, the names of three other people backwards. That seems hard. That does seem difficult. I'm not very smart. Though. Do it without a piece of paper at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Figure out how to write physically, physically. without a paper or pen. Go. <laughs> Your blood yeah. and a wall. Oh, my God. Don't do that. Because <laughs> no, grounding is honestly can be really good for folks experiencing a lot of suicidal ideation. Truthfully, Truthfully it's yeah. like uh, if that's a because not only do we experience PTSD and triggers and stuff, we can also have intrusive thoughts. Mm. And some of those intrusive thoughts can be if the bullying has gotten to a certain level of bullying, you know, hey, honey, maybe you shouldn't be here anymore. There's ways to engage with grounding that kind of like remind you that you do and remind you that feeling is good and like gets you into the present more um, to be able to obviously maybe not wake up solved and not wanting that feeling anymore, but at least being able to like push through to the next meal and give your body some water and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, another thing is um, bilateral stimulation. So you can have your cross your arms over your chest. So like my right hand is going to go to my left shoulder and then my left hand is going to go to my right shoulder and then just talk and touch in a pattern on alternating sides. And you can like maybe do two and then two, but what it does essentially is like, it's getting like your brain to just like, zing across so like your nerves are mm, okay you're it, you have to make sure it's on either side of you and make sure that you're you're thinking so it engages your thinking brain and your physical brain and then because it's happening on the other side of your body the and idea is that they're gonna intersect wires in, in your brain right and it like can sense you a little bit that's mm. like the pseudoscience of that i'm gonna say sounds very scientific i don't know about that but it, it does sound like it works though it does okay again for some folks. And I think maybe there's people listening who are like, actually, I'm having an issue right now and talking with my therapist about the ways in which I use grounding techniques to to dissociate. Like, mm. when I get stressed out, I start doing grounding technique stuff so I don't have to be there. And, like, that's a little bit of something where it's like, you know, the good thing has become maladaptive. Like, yeah. A, and that's a lot of stuff for therapy. Well, I'm, that's anything. Right. <laughs> Any but behavior I'm, can become maladaptive. Right. But, like, so then it's thinking about, you know, what is the function and the purpose of this grounding technique? What is the function of the... Because some folks, especially in extreme situations, need distraction as a grounding technique. So it's like, take an hour to color. That's, that's yes, maybe in extreme, some extreme situations of, like, you really need to th- find something to not... Because if you're in your head, it's dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. But, like... If you're working at 2 p.m. and stressed out, you can't take an hour to color. Right. So, like, we've got to find things to, like, our, our grounding techniques are something, actions of escape that don't allow us to continue our healing because it's the thing. I mean, we said it last week, too, but it's the thing that, like, got us through. Now we're through. Let's figure out some new ways to kind of be here. Exactly. Exactly. I think you just summed it up. Okay. You like, want to take I, a... I have not, like, I think, yeah, let's do it. Let's take a break. Take a deep breath.
submits. It's starting now. It's starting right now. Go grab your bottle of pills. No, I'm sorry. I mean that I just hit record. Oh. So you started saying. Oh. <laughs> no, this is leave this in. This is great. <laughs> okay. This is how you make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's time for Take Your Meds. Hey. If you didn't get that <laughs> confusing opening. Um, you want to go first? Okay. Um, my meds this week are... Um, at night, I feel like I don't really have, have not really had like a routine mm. at night. And that's mostly been because like my living room is kind of my bedroom. Like my relaxed post work kind of TV space is also like where I sleep. And so forcing myself to get out of relaxation to do a routine or something can feel exhausting. But that means sometimes I forget to wash my face or like I brush my teeth hours ago. And I'm like, that's fine. Um, mm. Not like the best things, you know what I mean? Um, So I decided to sort of treat myself by like resetting my skincare routine, like recognizing what I didn't like using products just because like I didn't want to waste them or like, and I I was like, I don't want to buy new things. And I just, it was not doing good things for, it was literally breaking me out and I was just using it for economic, like stupid. Um, So I just was resetting that and now it's giving me something to like accomplish sort of every day. Like, and especially in the evening, like I also not an ad, but got a quip. Love it. I have one too. If you want it to be an ad, we'll gladly put it on this podcast. Yeah. And I'm not going to like go into full detail, but just like absolutely love it. Anyway. <laughs> a root- that sounded sexual. <laughs> your quip. How are you using your quip? <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. I have a nighttime routine. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I just, I think developing a nighttime routine and engaging with something that can do some of that mental reset of like, it's time to relax now. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you did a good job. Your Just quip like, talks to you? Huh? Your quip talks to you? Here's the message. <laughs> <laughs> what are your meds? Um, so I did myself the favor of buying uh, Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, mm. which is like a creative kind of handbook for... Just like exploring a creative side of yourself. Um, if you guys remember my, one of my words for this year um, is creativity. So I don't know. I just, well, I do know. <laughs> I am reading this. I literally just started, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to some of the exercises that she has in the book, um, to sort of what her understanding of like spiritual creativity is and the, and the fact that we all have sort of this creative spirit in us. It's just about finding the time to like just play with it a little bit like it doesn't have to be your thing you do from sun up until sundown but like just carving out some space in my life for more creativity i love yeah. i'm so excited to i knew you got it i'm excited to see like you one week be like oh my god you will not believe what i uncovered yeah i already saw like one of the first two principles is well one of them is uh morning pages so just like writing in the morning which i thought it was like morning pages like like morning yeah like, like grief. you are yeah <laughs> yeah right we got some Start morning every pages. morning off with things that you're grieving just <laughs> grieve baby grieve and then you have your grateful nights <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> sorry what a way to start an injured day um i we are not recommending that that is not the homework Nar. uh but no morning like a.m pages uh just writing like to write for writing's sake and then um i forgot the name of it but essentially just like going out into the world by yourself and like exploring something for like mm. a little bit spontaneity like, maybe yeah i'm looking forward to those 
I had unintentional spontaneity, which okay. maybe that's, that's what it is. I thought about this too when I was like, I need to create space for spontaneity. I'm like, is that like planning spontaneity? I, I mean, that's... sort of. But okay, <laughs> I really wanted to go on a walk yesterday. It was one of those Portland sunny afternoons, and I was like, fuck yes. Mm-hmm. And then I, whenever I feel that way, I make sure I choose a destination that's like at least a mile, like, mm. which is like easy, you know? Yeah. However long it takes me, I'll be there enough. It'll be fine. Mm. Walk all the down to Redacted Bagels and have on this walk here, got that like mouth watering in my mask. Like mm. I'm about to get a fucking bagel, Fuck bitch. Yeah. Show up. S- sign. Close. Sold out. <gasps> sold out of bagels. How dare they? I'm like, okay, I can recover this. Mm-hmm. Spontaneity. Time to yeah. just flip a, flip a world. Just like, you know, let the world take what the world's thrown at me. And then I was like six blocks away. There's another shop that has bagels. It'll be fine. Let's do it. Walk over there. I have Jolene on me. There's nowhere to tie Jolene up. Oh, no. And then I'm like, okay. So I can't get bagels here right now because I'm alone. And I, I'm not just going to like leave Jolene next to this dog and this old man. Like... <laughs> I you guess. just ask the old man to watch Jolene? Zero. Would, not happening. I would never do that. <laughs> two, two, that would send me on a whole other emotional thing, right? <laughs> okay. Decide to go home and just realize that today I walked around for an hour and a half with the dog just because I was hunting for bagels that weren't yeah. there. <laughs> That's not, I love that. So... Did not. I planned bagels. I got spontaneity. Got spontaneity. About a quarter of the way through, I decided to enjoy it. <laughs> That's nice. I love. I actually love when that happens. Like it's almost like, well, the plan has gone completely out the window. Yeah. The sky says welly welly well about it. Yeah. So I'm looking oh. forward to the book. I will. I'm sure I'll have plenty of things to share. Like especially by the time I'm done with it. This is like a. It's like a weekly thing that you have yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Our homework was ads that we're not getting paid for. <laughs> what is our real homework? Our homework is ads. <laughs> our homework is everybody make an ad for us. Send it in, and we'll pick the best one. We are crowdsourcing an ad right now. I'm joking. That's not what the homework. I don't hate it. Is. Um, your homework is find a grounding technique that works for you. Um, we're gonna put a list up for you to look at, but also, as always, don't just trust us. Um, go do your own research. And find one that works and figure out how you can implement it immediately. If you don't know if you need a grounding technique or not, the answer is you do. <laughs> That's a like hard probably yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 99.9% sure that you need a grounding technique if you're listening to this podcast. And I know, never mind. Yeah. If you're listening to us, you're we're like pregnancy test short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, share your experiences with us. DM us. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you like. Uh, follow us on QBT Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe and share. 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 <laughs> uh, thank you to Marquis and Shanti Darling for letting us use their music. Thank you to Ali Kiltz for editing. I want to end on this. Have you heard this Animaniacs video of that girl that got pushed down? <laughs> <laughs> It's my favorite. Also, I heard a conspiracy theory where she uh, actually didn't. None of this actually happened to her. She there's photographs of an onion in her handkerchief that she might have just been like rubbing onion in her face to like get camera time. But then I saw other people say that that was like a trick for when your mace is to rub onions. But I think that's a lie. 
Anyway, Animaniacs, <laughs> bye. <laughs> We're Animaniacs, totally insane. They pushed me on, they me. Animaniacs.